This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Comedy Central. Oh, I was, uh, I was trying to think. I'm anti-plastic surgery, but I think I'd like to have one of those home decorators come into my brain and say, what is it, 1985 in here? Let's get rid of some of this stuff. <laughs> Fear of being suffocated to death by balloons. Are you using that? Because it's taking up a lot of space. Uh, Well, it's tough all over. My mom told me recently, she said, Honey, when you don't wear makeup, you look mentally ill. (laughs) So now when I go home, I'm certain to wear thick green eyeshadow and a line of lipstick around my lips, huh? (laughs) Baby, look pretty now, mommy. Is good. I, uh, when I was growing up, I was a bit of a dark kid. I was reading uh, in the paper that a lot of kids in the United States are suffering from depression. Younger and younger, our children are seeing the sippy cup as half empty. And uh, I was a bit of a dark kid. I'd occasionally stage my own death for fun. Mother, I've taken a whole bottle of pills. Oh my God, what did you take? Tums. <laughs> Maria, those are your father's. What, mother? I can't hear you. The calcium is coursing through my veins. Hello, everybody. That was Maria Bamford. You just heard from her second Comedy Central Presents, I believe. That's season 11, a whole new half hour from the last one we played, and uh, just wall-to-wall killer. I decided to go all out for this last episode, and that is right. I am Tom Takar. This is the last episode of Stand Up with Tom Takar. Welcome to it. Uh, I decided to you know, pull out all the stops, everything I was holding on to, Saving for you guys. I, that's not even true. There's millions of bits that were left to play for this, and I, I didn't I know that we were going to be ending so fast, so I, I jammed in uh, what I, some stuff I wanted to get in for this last episode, and uh, I'm happy to have you guys uh, here with us. I'm, uh, of course, joined, as always, by producer extraordinaire Coach T. How are you, Coach? I'm doing well, man. What is going on over there? Man, I've just been, uh, to be honest, bummed out this week about this uh, the show ending. But you know what? I'm uh, I'm also happy. I want to I want to clear some things up real fast because we've gotten so many emails and uh, messages about the show, and uh, I'm really appreciative of uh, everybody reaching out. It meant a lot to me this week. It got me through, and I'm in a better I'm in a better spirits than I was at the beginning of this week. And I just want to say. Right off the top, because people are asking what they can do, uh, there's nothing you can do. It's it's too late, uh, and it's also the powers that the people that we work with are big fans of the show and so good to us. And I just want to say I'm so grateful to have gotten to do this show. Um, it meant a lot to me to be able to do this during this pandemic. A lot of people don't get a lot of people lost work during this stuff, and I got to do truly my dream job, something that. Uh, when it came through the pipeline, I've never felt more uh, prepared to do something and more meant to do something. I spent so many, so many hours as a kid uh, categorically uh, listing comedy bits that I was obsessed with, and it was as if I was doing this job uh, my whole life. And to get to do my dream job in the middle of a pandemic, I could not be more grateful for the people who fought for us to do this show. Uh Jeremy, uh, Ryan, Nicole, uh, the people who are no longer with Comedy Central, uh, like Chloe and Anne, 
uh, those pe- the, the people who got us here, I, I could not be more grateful to have been in this spot. And though it has to end, I will not, uh, I will not lose my gratefulness for, for how lucky it is. It's impossibly lucky that we got to do this. So I'm, uh, I'm really grateful. And I'm also grateful for that coach T I'm grateful that I got to, I got to work with you on this because you made it fucking great, and it was really cool. I don't like to listen to my own. Oh, yeah? I have uh, other podcasts I don't like to listen to. You made it to where I enjoyed listening to this the the podcast that we do because you made it sound so cool. So oh, I appreciate you, man. Likewise, man. Likewise, man. I, and we're not going to get too sappy, but I, I, sec- no. I second everything Tom said, man. Yeah. 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 I don't actually, you know what? We are going to get sappy. Get out of here, coach. You want to get sappy? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. But I am going to read some emails. I'm oh, going to read ahead. some emails. I just don't like the declaration that we're not going to get sappy. Oh. Maybe you're not going to get sappy. <laughs> <laughs> These chuckleheads are going to hear some sap. Yeah. And that's right. We're bringing chuckleheads back for the last episode, Listen, baby. Man, I didn't see a lot of support for <laughs> chuckleheads out there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, this week we got plenty of support for chuckleheads. <laughs> I got a message from a guy who was like, what happened? I'm really mad. This chucklehead is not chuckling. Wow. <laughs> it really made me laugh. Chucklehead's uh, not chuckling. I got to find who that was because it, uh, it did make me laugh. I think that oh, might have been Matt. Um, I like that. This chucklehead is, that, is not Yeah, this is Matt Thompson. I appreciate you, Matt. Way to go, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right up top, I, I want to say people have been asking, like I said, what they can do to support uh like i said there's nobody i don't think you can email or anything it's too late for that but what you can do what actually helps uh at least me and i think it, it could not hurt coach either is uh if you follow us on social media that's where you'll see the next stuff we're working on i'm at tom a Takar. it's t-h-a-k-k-a-r you're looking at it on your phone if you're listening to this and uh yeah coach t is uh at coach underscore t-e-a and uh, some people were asking about um, if if we were going to do like a spinoff podcast or something like that. I don't I don't know about all that. I will say that I do have another podcast already called Stand by Your Band uh, that I co-host with my buddy Tommy McNamara, where we uh, have comedians on to uh, talk about music that they like that people make fun of them for liking, like uh, Creed or Coldplay stuff like that. It's really fun, so check that out. And we have a Patreon for that too. We do two hours a week, so get over there. Uh, and I, I, I want to discuss this email that I got because I thought it was funny and I thought it would be a good way to, uh, to get you some promotion here too, Coach. Oh, yeah? Um, David uh, Kiak, or Kayak, however you say that, he sent in, Tom and Coach, dot, 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 an oddly perfect pair. <laughs> Urgent question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom and Coach, you two are a hilariously awesome pair. I love the dynamic between you and enjoy your conversations as much as I enjoy the clips you play. I'm hoping you can answer the, this question before the pod expires. How did you and Coach come together? Sorry I'm an ass for assuming Tom is reading this. Coach, how did you and Tom come together? <laughs> the show that's not an uh, ass you guys that's really accurate that's a fan i know <laughs> yeah coach you right. cannot was... read that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, de- he says a dedicated chuckle bot chuckle uh, i don't i don't know if i appreciate you inserting new nicknames in here right yeah. at the end dave he, All listen, right? listen dave can cope how he needs to cope tom <laughs> that's fair you know what come up with your own nickname this, this little thing that pissed people off so much for some reason throwing a nickname out there yeah. uh but I wanted to, so what's funny is so I've gotten a lot of emails about about us coach That's good, about man. me and you and I love you coach I'm very grateful that we got paired together on this but coach and I did not know each other before we yeah, started this not, show not at all it was a thing where um, coach was uh, the yeah cho- picked as the producer of this because of the cool ass work you've done before do you want to give people a little peek behind the curtain coach i mean i could give them uh, i could give them a peek I, i'm a i'm a comedy dj and, and i and i'm a producer and i'm a podcast producer and i take those things very serious i'm very innovative with them but as far as how me and tom came together i think it was really um some very intelligent people within the network being like tom is a nut for comedy but coach is one of you know our better solid more reliable producers and you got to realize like Tom and me kind of came off the bench for this podcast. So it was like, you know, this podcast was like, Hey man, we need to kind of score some points. So I think people just who work 
who knew us both mutually were like, hey, I think these two might kind of go good together. And I, and I think we exceeded everyone's expectations. So that's a good thing. I do music and I do behind the scenes. I don't really mess with a lot of people. I'm just kind of quiet. I do my thing. Um, I do comedy albums. I did Sam J. I did Jamar Neighbors. I did Chris Rock. Uh, I DJed on TV for the roast battle. I DJed on TV for, uh, uh, what is that? The dance, a dance competition show on E!, I was. Is that the funny dance? The fun, thing? No, the funny dance show. That's oh, funny it, dance show. The funny okay. dance show. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and I've and I've done a whole bunch of things. But as this uh, pandemic is coming, I think things are going to have to change if you're going to want to be relevant around here. So, as far as the future, I got some shit cooking, but I can't even talk about it because it's like, what the hell is going on with our country, and how the hell are people going to eat? But uh, as far as how me and Tom came together, it was just two very professional people in the industry that were paired together because they thought it was going to be a good hit. So kudos to those people. And they were very polite about it. Didn't, you know, they're like, you ever get like two people you want to be friends? It was like, hey, Tom, there's Tyrell. And <laughs> <laughs> It was very gentle. They were like, look, you guys can do whatever you want. Bought us breakfast. To, yeah, that's right. They got us breakfast. So it was great. And immediately I was like, this is a good ass guy. And I could tell you knew your shit. And I, the way that I'm a nerd about comedy, uh, you're a nerd about being a professional about uh, production and you kill it. So it's like, I think it's just two people who are very passionate about yeah. Uh, yeah. the work they do. Yeah. But uh, also, it's just yeah, some dynamics work and some don't. And this, uh, we're, uh, we're lucky that uh, uh, we're both very open-minded people who yeah. um, who can uh, laugh about laugh about whatever. Yeah, it was great. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. But also, yeah, you know, you had some comedy background stuff too, so it, oh, it I've helped. Been, I've been in I've been in I've been at the comedy store every up until the pandemic I've been at the comedy store one to two nights every week for five solid years and I've seen everything I've been everywhere but I'm always behind the scenes I've, I've seen Dave Chappelle show up and do an hour I've seen open micers go and go and go and go and so I'm like I'm I'm really a comedy rat but I'm just in the back doing something else but I'm very keen to my surroundings so that's why it sounded like I knew what I was talking about a little bit <laughs> no but you do but also you uh you made this point early on in the show and i think you were so right which is that it's it's great to have you uh question it like if i say something too in the weeds you know to inside baseball yeah you get to come from a perspective that's different if it's if it was just me and another comedy nerd like so, somebody like me and like sam Marill on the show or yeah. something like that it would be us getting way too inside and a lot of people would be like who give i don't know what the hell you're talking about and i don't really give a shit yeah. whereas you can ask those questions that that keep things relevant i could i could lose myself nerding out about uh oh. the stuff and getting too deep into comedy writing sort of stuff yeah. and i think that you you keep me grounded on that and you uh you're the voice of the people, and um, you <laughs> yeah. do a great job at it, Coach. I appreciate it. When you, um, you said Sam Morel, and you said you're going to lose yourself, I thought you were going to meant inside of his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> what are you writing oh, back? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, by the way, Sam Morel just put out, I think he, I said it last week, so maybe, but he put out another special. He's Two so in good. one year. The he's man is crazy. so good. Nobody's more prolific it's than him It's insane right how now. good it's crazy. he is, man. So check that out. It's on his YouTube page. Sam is and, a great uh, I white read... hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to read, uh, a, a, I think, one more email here before we uh, we get into the clips for today. Because we got a bunch. And I want to say we're getting them from people all over the world, which I, I really find yeah. interesting. We're getting shit from like Australia and Sweet. A lot of shit from Sweden. Yeah. Uh, Why does Sweden a, fuck with us so heavy? I don't. There's a lot of from Sweden. There's uh, this uh, Heather Hillers wrote us from Germany and uh, said that. Oh, uh, Heather Hitler. <laughs> Heather Heimler says. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they, she said that uh, that some days this was the only show that she could listen to because it was uh, a little less uh, Corona based and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, I appreciate that. There was one I really wanted to read here because it was uh, it was really oh here it is. This is uh, Haley Ray Greg. Uh, this is a this is a little bit of a long one, but I I really liked it because it's uh, it's it's wild the dedication people uh, had to this show. So. 
She writes, uh, I think this is she. Sorry if this is, I, I assumed Haley Ray is a, is a woman's name, but I could be wrong. Uh, it says, big thanks. Hello. I just wanted to thank you guys for all the laughs this past season. Coach did an amazing job producing. All the transi- transitions kept everything moving so smoothly, and it really makes all the difference in a podcast. I hear his, I'm doing well, every time somebody asks me how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the kickoff to your podcast was also the kickoff to my construction season here in Alaska, and mid-June they moved me up to the AK canada border where we had absolutely no cell service i was there two months i had to drive 113 miles one way after work to get cell service to download the podcast let's go and take a hot shower let's go uh, <laughs> it became my weekly routine and i owe you to everything uh because that is what held my sanity together uh there's nothing on planet earth that pissed me off more when i heard people were writing in pissing and moaning about the download size <laughs> little pansy asses shush uh, anyway, I had no idea you had only two more episodes and it breaks my heart. I found so many great comedians because of your Rex and I rec- I guess that, uh, will keep me pushing through the rest of this long, cold season here update. I'm now closer to civilization. So I will be able to stream the last episodes while working. And she also, uh, said, thanks so much again. I'll figure out how to send a video message. I'll send you a, a video of the sea otters. Oh, the uh, sea they're otters. your newest litters. We got l- sea otters listening to us. I'm a, I'm and, a fan uh, of that. No complaints from them so far. I think they like it. <laughs> oh yeah, I got thrown. I, really I got that. thrown off when I heard a video was coming. Then I had to like focus up. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you horny ass? <laughs> I'm trying to be sentimental, and you're too horny over here. <laughs> oh, a video? Like wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, thank you uh, so much uh, for that email. I, that's I really that's absolutely it. phenomenal. That, which is what driving uh, over 100 miles to get cell service. Obviously, I'm sure the shower was a big part of that too, but uh, I, I really appreciate it. We got we got a bunch more that uh, unfortunately yeah. we don't have time to get to all of them, but uh, I, I wanted I just want to make it clear they meant a lot to me. It, it, it meant a lot to me to read those things this week because just like for many of you, this I was uh, I was caught off guard. I should not have been, but I, I was and uh, I I appreciate everything. Uh, we got some we got some hot clips today well i should say one of them is hot the other one uh i gotta be honest i i was not going to do this but i what i probably should have done is done it the very first episode and a lot of people requested uh throughout the the run of the show that i play my own stuff and i i just didn't feel right doing that but now that we're leaving i don't want you guys to think that i'm not a stand-up comedian i, I don't want to leave <laughs> and you guys are like that guy loves comedy he's a good host or, or sucks or whatever and yeah. he plays the clip i also do stand up and i'm i'm kind of excited to just get back to to focusing on writing although i i've been doing that anyway but uh yeah i decided to uh to give people a little bit of uh my stand-up so that you can see what i'm all about um and also uh, I I decided to play one of my favorite comedians of all time that I, I haven't played during the duration of the show because I played him when I was a guest on the show uh, a long time ago and I didn't want to repeat too much, but I um, would be doing myself and everybody listening to this show a disservice by not giving you Jim Gaffigan, who also has a special out, uh, I believe, this week. Uh, on I believe on Comedy Central, and it's it's weird that it worked out that way, and maybe it's not because the man has so many damn specials that I could have just set my watch to there being one coming. <laughs> but um, yeah, he has one that's coming out. I just watched a clip of it uh, about he has this bit about Runner's High, and I clicked on it because I was like, I've been trying to, I've had I, so many comics have bits about the Runner's High thing, and watching him, I was like, man. He's just one of the best. Like he did, he took it in a different way than I would have ever expected, and he just writes the hell out of everything he does. That's why he has hours of material on different foods because he can milk a subject for all it's worth and make it funny the whole time. So uh, I'm just a huge, huge fan, and uh, he's a fellow Indiana man. So two Indiana comics taking up the chunk of uh, the middle of the show today. Uh, here is Jim Gaffigan and me. It is good to be here in New York. I love this city. I, uh, it's a great city. I have lived here 10 years. I am originally from Indiana. And uh, I know what most of you are thinking, Indiana Mafia. But the fact of the matter is, where I grew up, there was something very similar to the Mafia, 4-H. 
you didn't mess. It's a different kind of pride where I'm from, you know? It's not like, we're from New York, we're tough, or we're from Texas, we like things big. It's more like, we're from Indiana and we're gonna move. <laughs> Getting out of here, yeah. I love this, I love how New York is so multicultural. I wish I was ethnic, I'm nothing. Because if you're Hispanic and you get angry, people are like, he's got a Latin temper. But if you're a white guy and you get angry, people are like, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> Stay away from him, he's a turd. Actually, the reason I look like this is because my father was from Sweden and my mother was Elton John. He was a very good mommy. <laughs> this city has so many beautiful women. I don't know, but I fall in love like every 10 minutes. I'm sitting on the subway. I'm like, there's my wife. There's she. Oh, she's getting off. All right. All right, there's the woman. All right, that's a man. It's confusing. Life is a little easier for attractive people. Can we admit that? Think about it. If a stranger smiles at you and they're attractive, you think, oh, they're nice. But if the stranger's ugly, like... What do they want, huh? Get away from me, weirdo. Some couples here. Isn't it strange when you're single, all you see are couples? And then when you're part of a couple, all you see are hookers? Hey, that guy's, that's wrong. That's wrong. See some people with glasses here. I trust people with glasses, don't you? It's like, well, ask him. He's got glasses. But if you're wearing your glasses like this, <laughs> get away from him. <laughs> Did you ever take directions from someone that looks like this? <laughs> Where you gotta go? Uh, 44th Street. Well, why don't we take my spaceship? <laughs> yeah, I have to pick up Santa Claus anyway. Uh, the only advantage of wearing glasses is you can do that dramatic removal. You ever see that? My God. <laughs> Holy mother of God. I can't see a thing. I am absolutely blind without these. It's probably why I wear them. You ever notice when people are thinking in movies, they're always chewing on the end of their glasses? If we give the alien a cold, you know what they're really thinking? This tastes like wax. <laughs> yeah, I like living here in New York, but it definitely changes you. It'll make people impatient. Have you ever had somebody not ask for directions, but demand them? You're just walking down the street, you hear a horn, some guy's like, Holland Toronto! <laughs> you know, like you were supposed to fax this guy directions? <laughs> Suddenly you're wasting his time. Let's go, buddy, Holland Tarno. <laughs> New York has made me so paranoid, too. Whenever I visit another city, I always act like I'm from there so the cab driver doesn't rip me off. I'm always like, yeah, it's good to be back home. Back here where I grew up. Yeah, here in Tokyo. Everything looks familiar because I grew up here. Oh, where do I need to go? Uh, driver, I need to go to my old stomping grounds. Uh, that would be the Holiday Inn. And the address appears to be the pound sign. So, uh, step on it. Whenever I'm out of town for at least a week, I feel like I should write a postcard or something. But you could be a genius. You try and write a postcard, you come across like a moron anyway. So that this city's got big buildings. I like food, bye. <laughs> you ever get a postcard? You're so excited, you don't even read it. Hey, guy, but who cares? That's why when I send a postcard, I quiz people. But hey, did you get that postcard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what'd I say? Uh, you were having a... I was in jail. Why do you even have to be out of town to write a postcard? I want to write a postcard to my neighbor. Just be like, I still live near you. 
Guy sees me go in my apartment, flips the card over. It's just a picture of me holding a rifle. <laughs> scary. I'm too lazy to do all those things. You ever find yourself being lazy for no reason at all? Like you pick up your mail, you go in your house, you realize you have a letter for a neighbor. You ever just look at the letter and go, hmm, looks like they're never getting this. <laughs> Take too much energy to go back outside. You might like stick it on a bureau. I'm gonna get that to them later on. Right now, I gotta watch some Love Connection. I got some new host on there. You ever have one thing to do all day, but you just can't get yourself to do it? I gotta go to the post office, but I'd probably have to put on pants. They're only open till five. I'm gonna have to do that next week. Have a little more free time. I never have free time. Yeah, I don't know about you. Whenever I go to the, you ever go to the cash machine? There's two people in line in front of you. You get kind of flustered. You're like, forget it. I'm not standing here for 40 seconds. I got things to do, okay? Sometimes being lazy can get you in trouble, you know? Like you ever not take a shower all weekend? Just lounging around, then you're running late for work on Monday? Oh no. It's always one person at work. Something smells like smoking here. Uh, I went to a barbecue on Friday night. Only had 48 hours to take a shower. I'm busy. You ever look for the remote control, you can't find it, so you just say, ah, looks like I'm not watching TV. I'm not gonna take two steps and turn it on myself. I'll go to the gym if I'm gonna work out. Forget that. You ever have the TV on and you can't find the remote? Gotta watch that one channel. Feel like you're in prison. I, I gotta watch this. Feel like I'm reading this work. I watch a lot of TV. I drink a lot of coffee too. But you know what's really addictive? Heroin. I'll grab you by the horn. What horn? My favorite channel is the Lifetime channel because Lifetime is television for women. Lifetime television for women. Yet, for some reason, there's always a woman getting beaten on that network. In a Lifetime original, Meredith Baxter Burney gets beaten with a rod. In a Lifetime original, Rod. I was having a rough week in New York. People are mean to me in New York. I live in Brooklyn. I just get heckled on the street all day. I was walking down the street the other day, and a guy called me a Big Bang Theory-looking motherfucker, so it's good to be away from there. Um, he didn't even name a guy from the show. Isn't that messed up? He was like, you're the whole thing. Can I have a picture? We took a picture. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? I get, I get shit all day on the street in Brooklyn, partially because I'm ethnically ambiguous and people are always trying to figure out where I'm coming from, you know? Like, I was sitting in the park the other day trying to meditate. Yeah, meditator, as I call it, liberal prayer. And this guy saw me and he goes, go back to Guatemala. <laughs> he said Guatemala. That is so specific, man. That's like a racist Hail Mary to throw, you know? He's like, if that lands, that dude's going back to Guatemala tonight. It's over for that dude. I'm going to win my pool. <laughs> I'm not from the beautiful land of Guatemala. I'm half Indian, in case you're trying to guess. Yeah, a little half Indian boy. Hell yeah, weird thing to woo at. Um, I, am, <laughs> I am half Indian. Sometimes when I tell people that, they'll say this fun thing where they're like, oh, half Indian, huh? Feather or dot? <laughs> Yeah, you ever heard that before? Some of you have said it. I can feel it. I know where we are. Um, feather dot. What a fun, flirty way to marginalize two cultures, you know, with two words. What racist efficiency, right? Like, I want to be racist, but quick. I got shit to do today. I ain't got all goddamn day to be putting your little ass down, all right? Pop quiz, hot shot, feather dot. Keep it moving. Like, oh, okay. I'm on your time, I guess. 
feather or not. I'm going to start doing that to white people. Yeah. Next time I meet a white person, I'm going to be like, oh, white, huh? Potato or Nazi? Yeah, they like it. Yeah. <laughs> See if they enjoy it. Yeah. 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 I am a dot, by the way. I know it's bothering some of you. That's fine. <laughs> dot? I know the shirt had you fooled. Um, <laughs> this shirt says feather all over it, baby. <laughs> dot is fine, you know. As far as slurs go, nobody cares about Dot, you know. Dot's not even really a slur, you know. Because you have to say something angrily for it to be a slur, right? Right? And nobody's ever said Dot angrily. Nobody's ever like, hide your curry. Some fucking Dots just walked in. Looks like a goddamn game of Pac-Man in here. All these Dots floating around. Is that an ellipsis that just walked in my bar? Three dots in a row, huh? You got some nerve. Yeah, I'll do ellipsis humor. I'm not afraid. Um, I'm brave. <laughs> you might notice I don't have, like, an Indian accent at all uh, because my Indian father left before I ever heard his voice. So this is what I sound like. I, it's, it's a bummer, so I can't do, like, a fun, racist impression of him that I'm sure we'd all enjoy, you know? I mean, I'll try one. I don't want to bum you guys out. <laughs> My dad would be like, uh, I do not want to be a father. Is that good? I don't know what he sounds like. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Not to my house. Um, yeah. I've had four different Indian people come to me after shows and be like, hey, man, your dad probably left because there's a lot of pressure in Indian culture to not have, like, mixed-race children. It's, like, a weird thing from the older generations, but he was probably just, like, ashamed or something. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, cool, thanks. Thanks for the good news. I feel much better. Uh, a lot of healing done tonight. <laughs> my dad actually died a few years ago because my vision board worked. And, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, he, was, he was dead to me already, but I was playing with a Ouija board recently. Yeah, I was getting all spooky and kooky with a Ouija board. <laughs> And my friend was like, let's get a little spookier, you know, a little kookier. So we tried to contact my father with the Ouija board, yeah, and nothing happened. And my friend was like, oh, it's not working. And I was like, no, this is so my dad. Um, I, think you, I think you're supposed to learn a lot of this sexual stuff from porn, you know, but I don't like porn. So I, I watch it like every day, but I don't enjoy it, you know. I ruined porn for myself because I caught my reflection in the computer screen one time. You ever do that, guys? Just don't do it. It'll ruin sex forever. Just to see your dumb porn face, just like... Like, I'm all teeth and I'm not smiling or anything. Like, who hurt me, you know? I look like I don't know what sex even is. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? What the hell do they think they're doing? Is he hurting her? It sounds like he's hurting her. You get the fuck out of there! Get the fuck out of there! <laughs> I don't know. I think the main thing I don't like about porn is how much it screws with your brain about what sex is actually like, you know? If you watch it constantly, it really messes with guys' brains. And I know that because my best friend in college watched porn constantly, and his number one concern about losing his virginity is that he wasn't going to come enough. <laughs> enough! Isn't that crazy? Because no woman has ever wanted that, right? Like, that's never happened where a guy finished and then the lady's like, that's all the cum? Like, where's the cum? You call that cum? I thought you loved me. I want a divorce if that's all the cum. I'm taking the children to my mother's house if that is all the cum. If that's you coming, then here's me going, Buster. That's your house.
where is the gum? Um, <laughs> I like to say it like that because it sounds like dirty Jerry Seinfeld, and that's my favorite thing to do. It's just like, where is the gum? You know? <laughs> I do that in my house all day, just like, two in the pink, one in the stink. Why so little in the stink? Yeah. I say we put it all in the stink. Stink is the new pink. <laughs> Why do they call it eating pussy? I've never gotten full. Uh, <laughs> I got banned from Twitter this past year. Uh, this is true. Because I got super into this show called My Cat from Hell. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's the best show. It's on Animal Planet. It's like the dog whisperer, but for cats. And it's hosted by a man named Jackson Galaxy. What more could you need? Um, it's amazing. I was watching the show, and I was like, man, I bet they have the best Twitter account of all time. And I looked it up, and they didn't have a Twitter account. But now they do. <laughs> because I made one. I made a Twitter account for My Cat From Hell. And I changed the spelling a little bit. I made it like, my cat is from hell or whatever. But I still got like 10,000 followers over the course of one year. Because for the entire year, I played it cool. Like all I would tweet was like, check out the show, Sundays at nine. <laughs> what was your favorite meowment from tonight's episode? Like I only posted shit like that for a year, like a psycho. And it was so believable. I got all these people fully bought in. And then a year in, I got drunk and I was like, let's burn this thing down. You know? <laughs> My, and my first move was I tweeted out, send in a picture of your cat, and I'll give it a rating from one to 10. And I got hundreds of cat pictures, and I gave them all threes. <laughs> and people were so mad. They were way madder than I thought they would be. They were like, fuck you, I'm never watching this goddamn show again. And I, was just, I just tweeted back, like, I'm sorry, your cat's a butter tail. I don't know what you want from me. I'm not going to bang your little kitty cat, you perv. But I'd spell perv, P-U-R-R-V. Stay on brand. <laughs> but I ended up getting banned from Twitter with this account because people were begging me for cat advice every day. And I've never owned a cat. I don't know anything about cats. But I, just started, I decided to start giving them advice. And a lot of it was like, you have to make your cats fight each other. I don't know. Or somebody would be like, hey, my cat is scratching our faces every day. And I'd be like, you just have to change your cat's name. You know? But the thing that really pissed people off is this guy tweeted at me, hey, my cat keeps peeing and pooping next to the litter box, but not inside of it. And I don't know what to do. And I was like, look, cats are very perceptive creatures. Sometimes they need to see you go in the litter box before they know what to do. And right before I got banned, I just saw one tweet from that dude that was like, this is not working. <laughs> and now I am banned from Twitter. <laughs> All right, that was Jim Gaffigan from his Comedy Central Presents Season 3. That's way back in the day. Way back in the day. He had a, a nice little uh, head of hair. He looks like a different guy in this special, and it's uh, one of my favorite specials of all time, and I'm not exaggerating. I think Jim Gaffigan's Comedy Central Presents is a top five half hour of all time. It is pound for pound maybe the best one. It's crazy. I, I've watched it so many times. I used to watch this special... I would walk around. I ripped it. Sorry, Comedy Central. I illegally ripped it off the internet when I was in high school. I think <laughs> off of like Napster or some shit. And I would just listen to it as I would walk the hallways and I would laugh my ass off. I loved it so much. Uh, I don't know if I fit this in here, but he has this bit about postcards that just kills me about uh, he wants to say whatever somebody. I, it's probably in the clip, so you just heard it. But the the idea of sending your neighbor a postcard and then flipping it over and it's just you holding a shotgun, one of the hardest times I ever laughed uh, out loud. And I just I just think it's so joke packed. There's no filler. It's it's wall to wall funny. Enough of Jim. <laughs> we got time for that guy, bro. It's the last episode. That's Jim's true. doing okay. Yeah. What Jim's about that right. second pick? So I decided uh, to play some of my stuff from Comedy Central, and I I went with uh, my half hour because, uh, unfortunately, this is what breaks my heart about this show, Ending Coach, is What's up? these fucking half hours are hard to find. Like, 
Oh. People, it's it's hard for people to see them. It's oh. it, it, like people asked me when it came out. They were like, "How do I watch it?" And I was like, "You got to go to cc.com and then you got to click through yeah. half yeah. hour. And you got to do all this shit. It's tough. Cable thing. It's tough." So yeah. I hope yeah. that these don't get buried. I loved doing this show because I liked being able to to uncover some of this stuff. And Comedy Central does a gr- the media team at Comedy Central does a great job of clipping things up and putting them on their social media. And that that does a lot of the heavy lifting for this. But there's I was thinking about it and it's like I was watching I, I don't usually like I don't like watching my own stuff, but I'm I'm very proud of this half hour and uh it's Aww. it's <laughs> don't give me an all <laughs> Oh, you like your little half hour? Oh, that's so cute. The thing you put your yeah. life's work into. Oh <laughs> No, I like I I will tell you I've said it before, but Comedy Central half hours are what got me into comedy. That's that's what made me love it is they used to play the shit out of them. They used to play uh they would play them all day long. Uh, I believe it was Fridays they would do that. And then they were when there was off time in the schedule, they just throw on half hours and I would watch half hours all the time. I loved it. I loved it. I loved the stand-up block and they they don't do that anymore. And it it sucks cuz as a stand-up fan, I wish I wish that uh there was a place to see this shit because that's how people made it back then. Is I watched Jim Gaffigan, I watched Nick Swartz, and I watched Maria Bamford, I watched Zach Galifianakis, I watched Tony Woods a million times because they would just replay them, and I loved it. Yeah, As a comedy yeah. fan, I loved it, and a lot of people. Yeah. That's how those names got big. Is you'd go, oh, I've seen this guy a million times now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see them at a club, and then that just doesn't happen anymore, and it's, it's, it's tough. But I wanted to play stuff from this half hour because I feel like there's some stuff from it that most people haven't heard. They haven't heard me do. And even if you follow Comedy Central's social media, these haven't been. Cl- some of this stuff hasn't been clipped. The first part I put on it because it uh, it's the hardest chunk of material I've ever written because Ooh. it's about my father dying and not being present and all this stuff and being uh, half Indian and having an Indian dad who just bails on you. Uh, And making that funny was really hard. Uh, It bombed for a long time because I couldn't... People get bummed out in comedy audiences when you say something sad about yourself, even if you're not sad about it. Like If if you say, like, oh, my dad left, and you don't have a strong enough punchline, people just go, oh, why would you tell me that? (laughs) I'm trying to have a good time. And it's a fine line to get your jokes to a point where people are like, oh, this guy is fine with this, and that joke is funny enough. How, how long did it take you to, to make that work? It took me years. It took. I would say that that chunk of material, to get it where it was from beginning to on that uh, on that special, was probably like four years. Um, uh, and, now, not, and not that I was working on it consistently that whole time, but to yeah. get it really perfected. And to where, uh, what people don't realize, it's not like, Oh, I couldn't write those jokes. I had too much material, and finding out what to cut from yeah. that chunk was uh, what uh, was what the problem was. And I was, yeah, it was hard. How long did it, how long did it take for you to get to a place where you can make jokes about that, based on you know the experiences that you had? That's that's an interesting question because so I I grew up without a dad, and a lot of people uh, I I'm my good buddy. Uh, my buddy Charlie Beery was telling me that uh, he watched the special with his dad, with his with his dad and his, with his parents. And at the end of it, all his dad, his, all his dad said was like, "Very funny. Did that boy really grow up without a father?" And then <laughs> um, Charlie was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Very sad." And it's like, <laughs> I because I grew up without a father, I didn't have a father to be to miss or whatever, you know. So yeah. I was kind of fine with that stuff uh-huh. from. I, I never minded joking about that stuff, and my mom would joke about it with me too. So, I, there were moments that it was tough, you know. And uh, in retrospect, it sucks, but it's like for me, I was ready to joke about it pretty quickly. The stuff that I wrote about my stepdad, that's in uh, another one of my Comedy Central, like it's on their YouTube thing. Yeah. That was hard because that was actually trauma, where it's like a man who told me he was going to kill me and my whole family. You know, it's like it's shit like that where. Yeah. I had a tougher time writing that and making it funny and not just angry and mean. Yeah. Whereas the stuff about my father, I, I, you know, I was kind of pissed off about it for a little while, but I thought I, I immediately was like, I want to make it funny. And that's how I wrote for a long time because yeah. th- things that seemed like punches in the gut to me, yeah. I was like, I, I, 
know that that can be funny. I know that that can be really funny. Like they, they my create- engagement ending, shit like that. Like I was like, that is where I find things very funny. When bad things happen to me, I need them to be funny. <laughs> That's the only way I can get through it. <laughs> So um, so it's so so it's almost like your process to take these events and somehow you know develop material out of them. Yeah, like, yeah. If what I mean, your process, like your healing process, sort of. Yeah, and I think that there's also like I I kind of hate that uh, that old thing of like every comic is damaged and like uh, that comics all process their trauma through comedy material. or whatever. Yeah. But there is some truth to it, and I think that also people should go to therapy or whatever. But uh because some people are just angry and it's it's not a pleasant thing and i used to deal with some of that and i think being able to twist something that feels like a cosmic uh thing against you Uh into comedy feels like you're winning you're beating it you know okay that's a well put Um, man yeah thank you for sharing tom what's that so thank you for sharing tom Hey, thanks for asking, Coach. Nah, it's important that the that the listeners understand how you develop this shit. Well, know. I I the thing that is funny is I I've always said my favorite types of comedy are dark and silly, and I think that those come through in this in this like nine or ten minutes because I think that my jokes about my father are mostly silly. I can't believe like doing the impression of my father on that thing is one of my the highlights of my career mm. and also doing a, a dumbass thing like the dirty jerry seinfeld uh impression or uh the i want to point out also the my cat from hell story is 100 percent true a lot of people asked me uh if i actually did that and i did do it and it was before everybody was doing what they're doing now where they the blue check mark people switch their twitter names to uh Oh yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to like famous people. It was before that, and I don't have a blue check mark, so it was truly me being doing something that's insane and possibly illegal. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Booker for um, uh, I think it was yeah. I can't. I actually don't want to say because he might he might be upset if I mention this. But w- one of the late night TV bookers was like, "I don't think you can do that on TV because you might get sued for fraud." And I was like, I don't think it's that serious, but <laughs> it's like, come get me. Exactly, but if I I hope you guys liked that uh, that chunk of material, and if you did, and uh, yeah, follow me at Tom uh, Takar T H A K K A R or Tom A Takar depends on which thing you're following on, and uh, yeah, I have more stuff coming. I've got I'm still working on material. No, no more, no more emails you want to touch on. I mean, we can we have uh, it's 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 hard to decipher which emails to read because so many of them are saying the same things, and to be honest, they just kind of make me a little bit sad at times to read. But uh, yeah. we got to, I'll I'll read a couple just to give a shout out to to some listeners because I do appreciate you guys. Um, uh, Joshua Taboga says hi, Tom and Coach. As I'm sure you have received message after message, and I will be joining a large audience. I wanted to take time to express my sadness in hearing the show is coming to an end. After listening to one podcast after another, I feel I, I know so much about both of you. Listening to a podcast creates an interesting one-way street. I hope you two find a way to work together again because you make a real great duo. I'll keep an eye out for new projects of yours. Keep it real and be easy. Thank you, Joshua. That's a good idea. I never thought of doing. Some some extra time and coach work. Yeah, I think we should. I think we'll figure something out. I mean, I definitely think uh, the next time I have a podcast idea, if uh, if there's fun, if I have money to, to spend, <laughs> I'll I'll get your ass paid. I yeah. did. I just remembered. I did have one uh, one other thing, which is a um, uh, somebody asked for advice. So I'll do that. Right. Just so, and if if we run out of time, we can always cut it. But I I thought that it was uh, a good question. So Samantha. Montgomery sent us in an email asking for some advice. She says, hi, first off, I'm a huge fan of the show and you and coach T. Uh, there's so many podcasts nowadays. Yours is hands down the best one. Well, Ooh. not anymore, Samantha. Yeah. It's over. Hands down <laughs> the best one. Uh, we get a that? lot of those. I wanted to say somebody else wrote, uh, they, they sent me, I think I took a picture of it because I was shocked by this, but, uh, yeah, here it is. It's Nicole uh, from Sweden uh, again. Sweden. Wrote uh, sad to say the uh, sad to hear the podcast is ending. Uh, you two uh, are so funny, um, and you keep me company at work. And she posted that she listened to the episode. Uh, she listened to eleven straight episodes one day. 
Let's in one go. day, she listened to 11 episodes of this show. That's a full day. Let, let's go. That's what I'm <laughs> talking about. The, uh, the, the, yeah. It lights me up because I spend way more time making sure that things are what they need to be on this podcast than most people ever would. So um, I appreciate it. It's motivation. Anytime I get a chance to cut audio and, and, and make it sound the way it needs to sound, this this feels great. Aw. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You know, it's... It's the serialized compression. You know, we use two compressors to make sure that we get the high dynamics, and, and I'll get into it later. But we make sure that everything is hot over here. I love that. I don't know what the <laughs> hell that means, but I should learn because I also uh, – it's so funny, man, because I produce the other podcasts I do, and it sounds like dog shit compared to this one. <laughs> and I feel like a dumbass, but it's like, eh, people put up with it, I guess. But this is so much better, and I fully appreciate that, uh, that you – put so much time and, and effort into it because it does sound it sounds great that's awesome um all right so back to samantha here she uh she says i was hoping i could get some advice from you since you are uh just the best and encourage your listeners to email you for advice i'm immensely passionate about comedy as i'm sure most of your listeners are but i'm also pretty funny which i'm which I'm sure most of your listeners are not. Ooh, roast battle. <laughs> All right, Samantha. Uh, I have been keeping an ongoing note in my phone full of joke ideas and inspiration that is miles long. Every time I sit down to write, everything falls flat. I know I could be a great comic if I could develop my writing skills a bit more. Do you have any suggestions? Keep oh. it up, Samantha Montgomery. We will not be keeping it up. Sorry, Samantha. Yeah. But uh, I, I do have advice for you, yeah. and this is something I think about a lot. I may have touched about uh, touched on it a little bit last week, but uh, I, I do have some writing advice because I struggle with this a lot, too. I do the same thing. I have a bunch of notes on my phone, and sometimes I'll sit down to write, and it's just not feeling right. Like it, It's not feeling like what I want to come out is coming out. And I used to beat myself up about this. I would, I was, I was talking to a buddy. I was talking to Joe List about this recently because we both were uh, commiserating over the fact that we have friends who sit down and they have a notebook and they write all their stuff out. And that's just not how I do it. The way that I do it is I take those ideas and I, I, I put them in my head. I don't have a pen and paper on hand a lot of time when I do this. And I go for a walk. I, I go for a walk and sometimes I'll leave my phone at home and I'll just go for a walk and ha have those ideas bouncing around my head. No phone, no screens, no distractions. And I, I think them out. Sometimes I'll talk them out. This is going to sound insane, but if you do have your phone on you, sometimes I'll do this insane thing where I put my phone up to my head <laughs> so that people don't think I'm crazy and I talk out ideas. And I it's I don't do that as much any like during Corona days, but... You gotta you gotta get creative with how you do it. And my buddy, uh, my 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 best friend when I started out in comedy, this uh, hilarious dude Josh Murphy, who uh, he has clips online too. You should, you should check out. He's out of the game right now, but hopefully he comes back. But he told me that he would write with his legs. Like he was like, I I'm way better on my feet if I'm moving around. I figured out that's how I write, and I was baffled by that because I was like, What are you talking about? Writing is. You're at your computer, you're at a desk with a candle and, uh, and you're writing and it's this romantic thing and it's, that's not how everybody works. Some people do do that. Some people, Tommy Jonigan, uh, is a, a good friend of mine and, uh, somebody I look up to greatly and is a brilliant, prolific writer, uh, told me he had a system where he had multiple notebooks going at once. One was for free writing. One was where he would take the best ideas out of the free writing and uh, sharpen them in this one notebook. And then the last one was like finalizing and polishing, I think. I could I could be screwing that up. I just remember it was three notebooks. That worked for him. As a new writer, you just got to try everything. You got to throw it against the wall, see what works for you. When I look back at the stand-up that I have that worked, I can remember every single bit where I was when it happened and almost never was it me sitting at a computer or in front of my notebook. It's almost always that I was at the gym or I was on a walk or a, not honestly 75% of it was I was in my car cuz a lot of times when I'm if you're in a place where you have a car and you can just be alone in it, turn the radio off, don't or maybe turn like something non-distracting on and just talk. Just talk your ideas out because that's what you're doing when you do stand up. You're talking. So it makes sense that it might not click for you 
that you're writing these things down and they're not hitting the same because a lot of times when you thought of something, it was when you were talking to your friend and you were like, oh, that's a funny idea. And it's because you're in a different mindset when you're just talking to your friend. Uh, I hope that was helpful for you, Samantha. And I hope uh, that was a nice enough bow. I got one last thing here. What do you got, man? We did get a, uh, a joke detective. It's not really a joke detective, but uh, it's I, I did like it. Um, here we go. We have one last joke detective for you guys. All right. One last ride. <laughs> one last knock on the door. One last rapping at my doorway. And I answer, and it's Bradley Brzezinski. And I say, damn it, Bradley. I don't got any gas left in the tank. And he says, I need you just one last time. And I say, I'll try my best, damn it. Uh, Bradley says, uh, Tom, this isn't really your typical joke detective, but here it goes. I'm currently watching Mike Birbiglia's special, My Boyfriend's Girlfriend. He mentions a fellow comedian named Andy that he hangs out with. I immediately thought of Andy Woodhull. Do you know if that's the Andy he's referring to? Anyway, Birbiglia was a blind spot for me. I'd heard of him, but never watched a special. Gotta tell you, I like the guy. I like I love the way he weaves his stories and jokes together. I watched Thank God for Jokes and was hooked. Funny stuff. Looking forward to my usual Thursday morning podcast. Bradley, I can tell you with full confidence uh, that that is not Andy Woodhull. Uh, Andy <laughs> Andy is a dear, dear friend of mine, who a fellow writer on a, the movie show on Sci-Fi, which we both were on an episode of uh, this past Thursday. Check that out on Sci-Fi. It's S-Y-F-Y, the movie show. We wrote on it and we... Uh, we have uh, little roles in it. It's pretty fun. Um, I don't believe that is Andy Woodall. If it is, I would be really shocked. I was trying to do some research on this. I almost texted Mike. I probably should have just done that. If I had seen this before I started the show, if I had thought it to do this earlier, I would have done it and uh, annoyed Mike uh, Berbiglia, who is a very uh, nice man who puts up with uh, my shit sometimes. I was doing some research, and I found this guy that it might be who was going to be in uh, in Berbiglia's pilot. It's Andrew Secunda, but I don't know if he's a stand-up or not is the problem, and that's what he's asking for. So this might be not – I looked at the bit that uh, you're talking about. It might not be a comedian, but I can't, I can't tell. So I'm sorry. Uh, that, is, uh, that is all. I just know that it's not Andy Woodhull, so I got, I got that much for you, but – that's it for the joke detective. This is the joke detective signing off. Got to get back to my family finally. See if I can get my kids back. Yeah, it's really <laughs> over. It's really over now. It's really yeah, over now. It is over. We got one more clip, though. We got one more clip for people. Like I said, I pulled out all the stops this week. I I decided to give myself a nice little comedy gift by playing some of my favorite comedians of all time. We've already played Bamford and Gaffigan. I've talked about him ad nauseum on this show uh, because I it's it's another guy that I just watched to death and influenced me a lot. Um, Nick Swartzen, uh, his his Comedy Central presents both of them and his his album. Uh, party they they just really blew me away he was so funny on reno 911 and like he he just i i remember when i first started out i was like i want to be like that guy like career wise i want to do the things he does sketch and he does uh he acts and he's he's a hilarious stand-up and i was like that is he just he's so funny in everything he does uh, i just thought i just thought it was really cool and uh I'm I'm really glad I get to end the show with a clip from him. It's a it's a really silly one from his second Comedy Central presents. He did two of them. The first one was a huge hit, and they had a second one for him too, and it was big too. And uh, both were great. Here is Nick Swartzen from his Comedy Central presents season ten. So yeah, good to be back. I flew in, flew in this week. Was at the airport. No, I was going through security, and uh, they have a big sign when you go through security of things that you can't bring on the plane. And uh, one of the things on the sign is a bomb. <laughs> Which I thought was cool. You know what I mean? Just in case people don't know. Some people might not know. Don't bring your bomb, dude. Don't bring it. Yeah, leave it at home. Nobody wants to see your bomb. Nobody wants to hear it. That's like on the sign. And they have like a picture of a bomb. Like someone's gonna walk up with a bomb. Like, what? <laughs> when did that start? I can't bring my bomb to Hawaii? All pissed off. 
But my favorite thing about the sign was the picture of the bomb that they used was like an old-timey bomb picture. You know what I mean? It was like the bowling ball with a wick coming out of it. I'm like, who still has that bomb? Is that bomb still out there? Is that bomb a threat to our country, that bomb? Like, what old-school terrorist is still dragging that around? His friends are like, what are you doing? They're like, shut up. I'm gonna blow some up. Like what, a dollhouse? What are you doing? <laughs> like, if that's your bomb of choice, that's a horrible bomb to use. You can't do any damage with that. It's not subtle. You know, you can't walk up somewhere like, I'm gonna blow this place up. <laughs> Just walking around, security's like, whoa! Whoa, what do you got there, buddy? Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, what's that sound? Um, I made some fajitas. They're fresh, I have an oven in my car. Just runs away. <laughs> Just blows up like a drinking fountain. The guy's like, oh, all right. Way to go. All right, that was Nick Swartzen uh, from his Comedy Central Presents. And like I said, if you like the show this week and if you like the show at all, I'm not making it specific to this week because I have a very special uh, longer list for you guys because I don't want to leave you guys hanging and I want you guys to check out these comics. A lot of people have said that they've found a lot of new comedians through the show and I want you guys to look up the people I'm about to I'm about to list. So here we go. Sean Jackson. It's a S H A W N uh, Jackson. He just put out an album. He's just a killer. He, I was hosting uh, this NBC showcase that I had never seen him before, and he just blew me away. And uh, I told him I was like, anything I can ever do for you, I'd love to. I'd love to get your name out there. And he's he's killing it. So check him out. Um, also, uh, my buddy Tommy McNamara. He just put out a Christmas album. It's very funny. He co-hosts Stand By Your Band with me. He's one of my best friends and uh, truly a killer comedian. I'm not friends with uh, shitty comedians. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a problem for me. I can't look people in the eyes if they're <laughs> if they're not if they're not funny. So uh, the next one is uh, Martin Urbano, who uh, he hosts a show on uh, Chris Gethard's uh, presents show. I I don't can't remember what it's called now, but it's his show is called Who Wants. 269 it's like who wants to be a millionaire but it's two dollars and 69 cents and he's just so funny i've played him on the show before he's just a killer uh the next one i've talked so much about that uh, you're probably sick of it but daniel simonson is just the funniest person i i can't think of a person i'd rather watch do comedy right now and if you get the chance to see him he's killing it like he's doing he's still doing a million shows somehow and just working his ass off but he has this new chunk that I don't want to. I'm not going to give any of it away, but it's uh, it's just I, I I watch him and I go, God damn it! Like I just I, it makes you want to go home and write. That's the, that's when you know somebody's great. Uh, the next one I've played her on the show before. You might already love her and know her, but if you haven't looked her up, she's just one of the fucking best. Uh, Emmy Blotnick. Emmy Blotnick is so funny. Uh, you can hear her on my other podcasts, uh, Stand By Your Band, uh, doing some doing some fun episodes. But also, she has a half hour. She has uh, multiple late night sets. Check her out. Uh, Shalewa Sharp, also great. Uh, you can see her. Uh, she she did some stuff on Fallon that was really funny. So uh, check that out. But also, just just a great comic. She does she has a set on Comedy Central that I I, actually, I played a little bit of on here. Uh, next one is Sam Evans, uh, Brooklyn comic out of Ohio, another dear friend of mine who is just an absolute killer, underrated, does not get the credit he deserves in my opinion, and he just kills it every time I see him. I've, I've never seen the guy not do well. Uh, next up, Jordan Jensen, uh, another comic she, who lives in Brooklyn. She just is a murderer. She's crazy. She, I've never seen somebody so loose on stage and still so killer. It's, uh, it's, it's a spectacle to see. Uh, then Marsha Belsky, who I've played on the show, she has the song 100 Tampons that went, I think it went viral. She's killing it. Uh, just a very, very creative person. She does so much shit. She writes plays. She's she's just a genius. And uh, the last one is uh, New Zealand's own Guy Montgomery, 
who's again one of the funniest uh people of all time he has a, a podcast called uh the, i believe it's called the worst idea of all time and uh he just watches him and his buddy just watch the same movie every week for a year and it's like grown-ups too or like uh sex in the city too he's done a few different ones and he's just so fucking funny and he has a comedy central uh stand-up featuring set that you can see on the comedy central stand-up youtube page which i highly recommend that's the last tom to rhythm although if you want more just dm me or something message me at tom a takar t-h-a-k-k-a-r follow me on that stuff i'd love to stay in touch with listeners of this show who have comedy related questions or who just want to watch my stand-up and stuff that would be really cool and follow at coach underscore tea uh that's gonna do it for stand up with tom takar uh i loved doing this and i'm very grateful for everybody who who listened to this and i'm grateful as hell to you coach you got any last things you want to say to these people nothing at all man you guys are awesome thank you for uh listening all right thanks a lot guys uh we will not see you next week (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know stay in touch i'm tom takar on behalf of coach t uh we'll see you in the future This has been a Comedy Central podcast.